Touchdown! Joshua Cribbs turns disaster into a score! Ugly, misformed little creature who has no purpose here, no meaning. I am a human being. Wash it down with one beer, two beers, three beers, a shot of whiskey, a margarita, and a bloody Mary. Said Stone Cold, why have one when you can have them both? Swung out and drill, deep right center, away back, gone for Tony. Irving and Curry, one on one. Irving puts it up. It's good. Kyrie Irving from downtown. Uh, Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton. Awful. How is she awful? Takes freedom. And now, Any Given Podcast with your hosts, Brendan Ward and Ethan Simpson. Hello and welcome back to another fantastic episode of Any Given Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ethan Simpson, sitting here with Brendan Ward. And we're going to start off the show talking about our interview with Colin Taylor. Unfortunately... Last week, there was some technical difficulties that were beyond our control that we could not control. Yeah, (laughs) that's the definition of beyond our control, unfortunately. So he will be on next week's podcast. Um, Just like everybody else, he's got work today, so he couldn't make it. Just a little heads up. It's going to be a fantastic episode. Um, I think we have even better chemistry now since we did last week when we recorded, just because we've been talking for the last week and a half. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be fantastic. Uh, also, some other news coming out of the Kent stage. We have a very big fan of the podcast here. And oh, man, I can when we're doing the podcast, I can feel the energy on here. There is a spirit here at the Kent stage that for the last couple years, when we would watch Indians games or basketball games, My mom would put on her spirit box reader and things would come through it like baseball or run or hit. So yesterday on Monday, my mom was down here with her friend Debbie and they were they were planning out the 13th annual ghost walk. And so they put on the spirit box and it started popping up things like brief and then football, talk, sports. So. My mom was like, hey, they'll be here tomorrow. They'll be here for recording day. Don't you worry. So I think with all the uh, inactivity that's been going on here, you know, the spirits, the months that there was no shows going on, I think they're loving us coming in here doing podcasts because we have the energy not only through us with the podcast, but through the lights and the sound and everything. So we... We have brought this place to life in in a place where it hasn't had much life in a couple months, unfortunately. And I normally am pretty squeamish when you hear ghosts, but I truly believe that whoever it is or whatever it is, is probably sitting out here in the seats right now just just enjoying the show. And we thank you for being here. Uh, Yeah. All the support we could get, even if it is from somebody, from a spirit, uh, it was a little freaky to hear, not going to lie. 
but we've been here for quite a while now, and nothing freaky has happened to e- either of us. I, I mean, I have peed in the dark once. That makes me rethink doing that ever again. But well, the thing is with this spirit, like I said, for years, like it was out there with us watching the World Series and watching the finals and stuff. So we've gotten pretty acquainted. They're part of the family. Yeah. And I think they're, they just love that. One, there's something going on. And two, talking about sports and what's going on, keeping everybody updated. They're just happy the lights are on in this place. And you know what? I've been here since 02. So it's, I'm used to weird things going on that's why i have no problem shutting everything off after the show and walking in the dark back up there because oh no yeah it doesn't it doesn't terrify me at all it was just like what yeah so because i'm a big believer in all of that so like the minute you were like oh so there's really a ghost that knows who i am because they're asking for me right now right (laughs) but for future reference to the guy whoever you are uh girl performer ex-performer we're here on Tuesdays. You're welcome to join. Uh, if you want to show yourself, here's the platform to do it. We'll see you in the video afterwards. If you'd um, like, the microphone's right there as well. Yeah, if you somehow are able to record yourself, we'll give you time on the show as well. All right, so let's get into sports for our fans out there at home or in theater. In attendance. So we're going to go hop right into baseball. And we're going to talk about the Indians. So right now, after the loss on Monday, the Indians are in second place of the AL Central. They took two out of three against Minnesota, and then they won the series against St. Louis. But didn't really work out too well in Kansas City. Uh, I think James Karinchak was due to kind of mess up. Uh, he's a rookie, man. He's, he's young. Stuff like that is going to happen, and he's been impeccable all year. In a, in a long season, I won't even say a long season because it's relatively short compared to what we're used to. Mm. But in a season, you're going to go through those ups and downs. So uh, a one run, a, a two run choke job in Kansas City is something that you might have to deal with when you throw in a rookie cl- rookie reliever out there. Now the guy is going to end up being the closer. He's phenomenal. He's possibly up there for rookie of the year. Oh yeah. Um AL. Yeah, AL. We know who's going to win NL rookie of the year. Tatis, yeah. for sure. Um but but yeah, uh just I don't know if that had anything to do with it. I think they were just kind of deadline was Monday. They had just went through a big week with Minnesota winning those two out of three and then losing on Sunday to St. Louis. Uh, probably didn't help at all. They're still trying to figure it out. Hopefully now that the deadline's passed and they know who the roster's going to be for a while, they can start getting their rotation together, start amping up towards the playoffs because it seems like they're going to make the playoffs. As, as, as of right now, they're the second team in the AL, and Minnesota's looking at a wild-card spot. The Chicago White Sox leading the division. Yeah, and that's the thing. We're only one game off of the White Sox. I think it's going to be an arm race to the end of the season between those two. And Minnesota's going to be in there as well. Don't get me wrong. But what really helped us was that series against Minnesota. Was getting two out of three, being able to get a lead on them. And then, like I said, the game happened yesterday with with Kansas City. And, yeah, he had one of those off days. He's a rookie. You can't be perfect every time he comes out. He kind of seemed a little nervous 
I mean, he was nervous, but he shouldn't have been so nervous that now the trade deadline was over. You would think his start before the trade day, trade deadline, he would be kind of like freaked out and butterflies. I think just so many moving parts. Uh, they brought in Quantrill or Cantrill or whatever. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, but he's looking to be a bullpen arm that could that could change some roles around things like that. The unknown, I think, really got to Karen Jack's head on Monday. Um, but nevertheless, like you said, they're still number two in the division. Look, the Indians have a top five record in baseball. Yeah. We're sitting here talking about how they need to be perfect. They need to not lose these games. I just looked at it literally while you were talking. The fifth best record in baseball. Yeah. Behind the Dodgers, the A's, the White Sox, and here, I'll get you the fourth team. Uh, The Rays, because the Rays are the second best team in baseball right now. Behind the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. Look, everybody doesn't want to say this is a real season. People think we should have scrapped. They should have scrapped it. I. It still counts. I don't think whoever wins the championship this year should not get an asterisk next to the name. I think the only team that deserves an asterisk is the Astros, who have yeah. been having a very bad season, not record-wise, but just getting beamed. Uh, Altuve's only batting, what, 211 or something like that? Uh, last I seen it was like 187. 187, something yeah, like it's that. it's like even worse than you would think. Don't know what's coming, can't hit. It is the way of the, the way. Of the way. Uh, but uh, on to the trade deadline, my man, because let's go ahead and get into that because that's the biggest news. The Indians did deal their number two starter, Mike Clevenger, to the San Diego Padres. In the deal, they sent Mike Clevenger and Greg Island as well as a player to be named later, that normally means probably a prospect, somebody in the Indians' farm system. And they got seven guys back. From that, they got shortstop Gabriel Arias, who is the number seven prospect in the San Diego system. They got a left-handed pitcher, Joey Cantillo, number nine in the system, a catcher, Austin Hedges, infielder Owen Miller, who is number 11th in the Padres system, First baseman slash outfielder Josh Naylor and right-handed pitcher Cal Quantrill. Um, I was looking up stats last night. Quantrill is good, man. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Here, here's my one thing about this trade is why couldn't we have gotten – why couldn't the Indians have gotten a – Veteran outfielder, like I've been saying, Jackie Bradley Jr., you could have done a three-team trade and worked something out like that, sent them Luplo or Yu Chang or somebody like that. And Take your pick. Yeah. They could have had any outfielder they wanted. Name them. Uh, so uh, with that, Josh Naylor is set to immediately be the Indians' left field guy. Um, it seems like they're going to start going to him in left field every single day, and they're going to be going away from the platoon. I think that's what you have to do. And if I had to pick, I would say left field Naylor, right field Naquin, center field Mercado. Yeah. Play him every day. Because Mercado was good last year. He just needs to play consistently. You can't, you can't be a good hitter if you get six at-bats a week. Yeah. 
and that that's the whole thing. I think. Do you think it was the months that there was no baseball, there was no training camp that kind of threw off, threw him off of his game that he was at last year? Because last year he was very clutch. He was getting the RBIs. He was making those spectacular plays in the outfield. But he came in this year and he really wasn't. He wasn't doing anything. I mean, he was still playing the field good, but his batting was not what we expected him to come out and do seeing what he did last year to me um i would believe that that that's probably it so many times with these young guys routine means everything Mm -hmm. so the fact that he probably started ramping up in february or late january uh to start that season in march to start um spring training in the middle of february all of that to get ready to be at his peak from March to July, September, October. They're just getting started in July. Mm-hmm. It's going to throw some things off, and I think it's that's what's going on. He's playing like a young kid would play 30 games into, his, into the season. So the one, the one good thing about kind of the – not having the COVID-19, not having games that delay, is we kind of skipped over the beginning of the season where the Indians usually stink. We kind of hopped in right in the mid-season form where we usually do after the All-Star break. So that's like the only upside to it. I mean, obviously, everybody would love to have watched a complete season. Obviously, everybody would love to be at the stadium and in attendance, but what can you do? I think the biggest upside with that is the fact that Carrasco wasn't going to be ready for game one. Clevenger wasn't going to be ready for game one. Mm-hmm. Ramirez wasn't going to be ready for game one in March. Yeah. Lindor wasn't going to be ready for game one in March. You were going to play – you were going to start Yu Cheng in your home opener this year. Yeah. That's uh, – as much as a great player Yu Cheng is – He's not uh, even on the 40-man anymore. Yeah. Uh, with that, Yu Chang did get sent to the to Lake County in in replacement. Uh, Oscar Mercado was called up to the big league roster, as well as to to make room for Naylor, Quantrill, and Hedges. Domingo Santana was sent to Lake County. Look, Sant- Domingo Santana is a nice guy, but he's not good enough for this team. Yeah, he's had flashes throughout the season. But that's about it. Other than a couple games where he's came in clutch, he's really he hasn't produced as they thought he would to be to come in. Maybe not as an everyday player, but even coming off the bench. So I, I, I get that move. That move makes sense to me. I I get it, but I also think it should have been Leon or Taylor. Yeah. You brought in this Hedges kid to 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 be the backup for Perez. You're gonna Perez and Hedges are gonna be your two guys. So, what do you, what would you expect them to do with Leon? Just keep him down and then call him up when they need him, or do you think they could have looped him into a trade and gotten some more veterans out of that? Well, well, when it, when the news came down, it was about noon, and all the rumors after that were that the Indians weren't done. So when he wasn't part of the trade. And he very well may be. He might be the player to be named. Mm-hmm. They did trade us a catcher. They might want one back. 
by all means, Leon, Bo Taylor, bye bye. Yeah, uh, even this kid Hedge is hitting 158 is way better than what we were getting from Leon and Taylor, um, all around. So I would have loved to, them to package him for another outfielder or another actual big league guy, yeah. because despite that, they didn't really get anybody of super significance. Now Taylor is hitting 278. But he's only had 35 at-bats this year, 36 at-bats this year. Yeah. Uh, he's not an everyday guy. He was a guy that was pinch hitting in most situations or playing in replacement of somebody. He's a big guy, mm-hmm. and you're going to throw him in your outfield. It's pretty much you're putting somebody in the outfield that's bigger than Carlos Santana. Yeah. That's the one thing, though. Will he produce better than Lupino has? Uh, I think so. I think the 278 average uh, says that. Uh, I'm not sure his power hitting stats show that with only one home run and one triple, but I think he has the ability to get a hold of the ball that Luplo just doesn't. Yeah, Luplo, Luplo was good to come off the bench last year, but kind of like Mercado, he came out this year and it's just, it's not there. And I like Luplo a lot. He tossed me a ball last year when he was playing in the outfield. That was pretty cool, probably because there was a bunch of annoying middle schoolers that kept yelling at him. And so he he saw me with the nice beard and was like, threw it right over those kids' head. It was very funny. But will Naylor hold up to what we need to to get deep into the playoffs? I can't answer that, man. I know. That's... I'd love to say yes, and I'd love to, but I don't think the Indians are a better team now than they were Sunday. Yeah. In fact, I think they're significantly worse. Without Greg Allen? Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I'm saying, without I, Mike Clevenger, Well, man. Clevenger, he was, they put him down in Lake County. He I, hasn't I, played for a while. I know. Um, I just think that he, um, not worse for the regular season. Worse for the playoffs. Because I think Clevenger brings you something that you didn't get back. Yeah, think I can see that. He brings you a game where you only have to score two runs. Did you bring in a game offensively that you could score ten runs? Because I, th- I feel like that would be the equivalent, right? If you're going to sell off a pitcher that could throw a game to where your offense only needs to score two to win. Yeah. You're going to need to bring in the offensive guys that would help you score 10 in a game so that your fifth starter, whether it be Plesak, Plutko, Savali, McKenzie, whoever you want to throw out there, if he starts getting rocked, which is likely he's a fifth starter, not a number one or number two, where's the run support? Yeah, that is true. Um You know, that's a good question for Antonetti. It is, and it's the, it's the reason why it pissed me off that noon, noon yesterday, the Indians were sellers. Yeah. Sitting at the top of the division at the time. That's one, that's one of the things that drives me insane about the Cleveland Indians is they always sell, get prospects, and they always say, it's for the future, not now. Well, they did that with the Casey Blake trade, and that's how we got Santana. 
They did that with the Cliff Lee trade. That's how we have Cookie. They keep doing all this. Well, when the hell is now? The, the only time they ever actually did things for now was in 16 when they traded for Andrew Miller, in 17 when they traded for Encarnacion, and in between when they got uh, Jay Bruce and Mike Napoli. That was the yeah, only time they, they went for now. And when is now? Seriously, when is now? Because now we're talking about trading Lindor uh, next year. I thought he was supposed to be the future. When is now? Who's going to replace him? Like we talked about, Yu Chang, one of the guys we got from the Padres. Guy you didn't even put on the, didn't even keep on the roster. Yeah. Uh, his, his, his backup isn't even on the active roster right now. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's one of those things, and that's being a small to mid-market team fan is, and there's no cap. There's no salary cap in baseball. So that's why we're just, we're pretty much a farm system for the, you know, the big market teams, teams the Dodgers, the Yankees. The yeah. And it, it, I sound like Peter Griffin here, but it grinds my gears. It really does. Um, there's no other way around it. The trade deadline, I thought, would have been very fruitful for the Indians, considering where they were sitting. I, I sat here last week and said if they won two or three against Minnesota and two or three against St. Louis, they could very well be buyers, somebody like Ben Attendee or Bradley Jr. Or, or any of those Red Sox that were available because they all can hit better than the Indians. Somehow they're one of the worst teams in the league at this point. Don't make sense to me. They just don't have very good pitching, I don't think. Um, you did nothing to re- – so my final question on this is, and it's kind of um, to reiterate what I said, is six through nine better today than it was Sunday in your lineup? It's about the same. Yeah, I don't think maybe. Me, it is the same. Yeah, I'm not sure Naylor brings you that much to consider it better. Yeah, I, I mean, hopefully he can just – heat up the bats a little bit in the spot where Luplo is just so it's not just an instant strikeout or an instant pop out. Yeah. It's nobody's scared of the bottom of the Indians lineup and they need to be, be there's got to be that gap between when Reyes cleans things up and when Hernandez gets things started again. Yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Naquin is looking great this year. That's that, yeah. That's why I said if you're you need to make the call on who your outfielders are, mm-hmm. and I believe he'll be one of them. Yeah, because he is heating up. Yeah, he just returned. I'll give him some time. Same with Bradley Zimmer, is they keep optioning him out. Yeah. But I would rather have Zimmer up there than Luplo. At give, this point, you you could have gave me Naquin and Zimmer every single game over Luplo or whoever the hell else they put out there. Yeah, you could have, over Greg Allen. Yeah. Over Domingo Santana. Over Delano DeShields. DeShields has been looking good recently. I, I I can't really fault DeShields. He's been doing what is asked of him. He's never been expected to hit that well. He's expected to lay bunts and speed to the bag, speed around the bags, steal bases, and that's what he does. Yes, he did get thrown out twice last week. It happens. Yeah, it's baseball. It's baseball. You're going to get thrown out. You're not going to steal every single bag you try to steal. Literally, the greatest hitters have a losing record. That you, baseball is about failure, pretty much. Essentially. Yeah. I mean, if you go to the Hall of Fame with a 
285, 300 batting average out of 1,000. That's fantastic. It's yeah. fa- it's great. A career 300 hitter is fantastic. That's and one that of the best. only yeah. means you hit the ball 3 out of 10 times. Right. And that's just how baseball is. That's why I've never understood why people gamble on baseball. It's, baseball like it's so is, unpredictable. It's so hard to gamble. I also think it's the hardest sport to make it to the bigs. Oh, yeah. With how the farm systems are? Yeah, it's it's so hard. People don't respect baseball. There's a lot of people on Twitter that base, talk about a real sport. Baseball is the hardest sport. That is true. You're hitting a ball that's this big with a bat that's this thick, and the oh. ball's coming at you at 95 miles per hour. That's can't, – you can't even blink your eye. You can't even – No, yeah, you blink, it's over with. Yeah. Especially in the majors. Just because you pay, played youth baseball don't mean you're good. I played youth baseball. Don't think I could play in the league. If I worked hard enough, I could. All right. Mr. That's just me. Mr. Toot his own horn. Time to go to go to the other side of the of Cleveland right. and head to the Browns. Here's, a little, here's some things that we can look hopeful for. The Cleveland Browns. Game one at Baltimore. One week from Sunday? 12 days to be exact from the time we're recording this. When this releases, it'll be 11 days till football, uh, Cleveland Browns football. We're only n- September 10th is Thursday night kickoff. Yeah. Uh, Texans Chiefs. So side note, we gotta get, have our we have to get our any given podcast fantasy league going. Yeah, uh, I, I'm gonna talk to you about that a little bit later because <laughs> okay. my cousin actually texted me about it too. So we I, we might have a couple people. We'll get that going for sure. So that's something we need to set up. Uh, with all the injuries on the defensive side of the ball for the Browns, Delpit is done for the season. Mac Wilson, it came out today that he does n- he will not be having surgery. He does not need surgery, so he will return this year at some point. Very good news. Very good news there. However, both Greedy Williams and Miles Garrett continue to make mispractice. Coach De- Kevin Stefanski seems to continue that Miles Garrett's injury is not serious, and it's just more precautionary to have him for the season. But there's really no update on what is going on with Greedy Williams. Nobody knows. Yeah, that, that's one of the weird things. They, he Greedy keeps tweeting and stuff, but nobody talks about it. In, the, in the interviews, like the, the uh, post-practice press conferences, they kind of seem to, like, squirm away from the question. Oh, he does. He, he Stefanski has every single time. And that's what I'm saying. I don't – it's not that just that we don't know what's going on with Greedy Williams. The top of the Daryl don't know what's going on with Greedy Williams. Yeah. ESPN doesn't know what's going on with Greedy Williams. There's, nobody knows what's going on with Greedy Williams. And it's, it's scary because they already are missing so much in that, in that locker room. I just don't know what they're going to do. Um, Logan Ryan was what they were thought to do. Mm. However, Monday he signed a one-year, $7.5 million deal with the New York Giants. Now he is from New Jersey, so that's kind of, hey, it's the end of my career. I'm just going to play at home type right. of thing. Yeah. And so uh, other rumors coming out of Cleveland Browns camp is t- tight end David Njoku walked off of practice the other day. Do yep. you think that the tight end needy Colts could be, be interested in David Njoku and do you think the Browns can entice Malik Hooker, who they need desperately, out of that defense? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think everybody's a little needy for uh, Hooker. But um, 
Yeah, I could see it. He said that Najoku said on you know before training camp. You just get that <laughs> I said <laughs> before before training camp. He, him and his agent came out and said that he wants traded. And then he came out and was like, I want to stay in Cleveland. They gave me the opportunity. I want to be a Brown, dog pound, this and that. But with all the other tight ends that are on the team, I think he's, he's he has to know that he's going to be number two. His job security is not there. So if, if I was the Browns, why not? Why not trade him for Malik Hooker? I, no, I get it, and that's why I put it on here. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, is I think David Njoku's starting to see himself slip to three or four. Yeah. Everything out of training camp is that rookie Harrison Bryant that they drafted is everything that was advertised in the draft. Big, strong, athletic. Everything Njoku was supposed to be in 2017, uh, Harrison Bryant is showing up and being. Except from what I've seen. Harrison Bryant has hands. Yeah, except Harrison Bryant catches the darn ball. Yeah. Uh, and on top of that, the last thing the Browns need is drama. We've been there with the Hugh Jackson era, the Mike Pettin era, the Johnny Manziel. I guess that wraps in with Mike Pettin, but and Freddie Kitchens and all that. Last thing we want is drama. Just nose to the grindstone. Let's get this done. Let's win these games. Uh, it, everybody seems to be on board. Chubb, Hunt, Baker, Jarvis, yeah. OBJ. Everybody seems to be on board, except for the guys that they think that their job security is there. It's just, those are always the guys. It's kind of like Duke Johnson. Yeah. When we signed Hunt, and he was like, I went out of here. Yeah. And, and truthfully, that's what I think it is. So speaking of drama... Now that we know Delpit's probably done for the year and Logan Ryan's in New York, has the sentiment on Earl Thomas changed? From a fan's point of view, Earl Thomas makes complete sense, but I'm not in there in the locker rooms. I'm not in the meeting rooms, you know. I just think it would make sense. I don't know if there's some bad blood between the Browns and Earl Thomas from last year. So depending on that, I'm all for Earl Thomas. I think I'm all in on Earl Thomas, too, just be just out of pure necessity. Um, also, he gets a chance to go into Baltimore twice or go play Baltimore twice this year, not go into Baltimore twice. Yeah, and he'll, he'll have that chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Just like uh, that's, why, that's why the Steelers signed Joe Hayden after the Browns cut him, yeah. just to come in and be like, all right, you guys want to cut me? Yeah. Even though Joe Hayden hasn't done anything against the Browns. Joe Hayden, for some reason, they think he's great, but I haven't really seen him do anything in years. But since the Steelers got him, they've, they've, they're pretty happy with it. Um, but that's all I got to say about Earl Thomas. What else you got for me in the NFL? So speaking of players getting cut, fourth overall pick in 2017, the Jacksonville Jaguars released Leonard, Leonard Fournette. Uh that was surprising to me just because it seems like he hasn't had a bad couple of years. I've always thought Fournette was going out there and playing well, 
that's just me. That's why it was a surprise at like, you know, nine in the morning on Monday. <laughs> it was like Jaguars release Fournette. So Yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and say that it was uh, that it was not surprising because it was very surprising. I'll sit here and say that I think it makes sense just simply because he yes, he does produce, but he he's a middle of the road production back. You can't put him in the same sentences as Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, but you can put him somewhere around the Todd Gurley's or the Kareem Hunts when he was in Kansas City, or he's a good running back. Here's the thing. A couple years removed from an AFC championship trip, they don't have the same quarterback. They don't know if Gardner Minshew's the answer. They don't have Jalen Ramsey. They don't have Pickett. Right, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You can pick anybody that they got rid of in the last, what, two years? Miles Jack might be the only one left standing at this point that that has money. And and it came down to a decision. Do we – because it's time for Fournette to get paid. Do we pay Fournette and lock up a bunch of money at the running back position? Or do we go into this rebuild and considering – Paying for net isn't going to get you any closer to a title. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I think they should hold on to Minshew. I think he he has he has potential to be a franchise quarterback. I mean, yeah, they've they've got that there. I'm not denying that Minshew can be. I just don't know if they know what they have with him. I'm not sure they have the right coaching staff to make Minshew succeed. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, but why not lock down Fournette, though, so you at least have one thing you can go back on while everything – I'm sorry. Yeah, Yawning's, we're both yawning. It's, just, it's contagious. It's getting bad. We're going to stop looking at each other. I know. <laughs> Need to put one of those. Yeah, uh, we're going to put a barrier curtain. up. But no, Don't cheat on my test. <laughs> but, yeah, Fournette, why not just lock him up so you know you have one good thing right there? And build around him and build around Miles Jack on both ends. The the, the problem is is you you're gonna have to pay Fournette $14 million a year. Once you start paying him that, what else is around him? You don't have much around him at this point. You have Minshew, but who Westbrook. do you have at receiver? Didi? Didi Westbrook? Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, you asked what who we had around him. Uh, okay, you could give me the literal answer. I'm talking about <laughs> does he have Anybody of note, Dede Westbrook. Okay, he's he's a he's a eh, kind of player. He's not gonna win you a title. There's the reason he's not anywhere else. Um, but seems to be turning into the running back show now. Alvin Kamara has missed the previous couple days of Saints training camp. It did come out, and it is rumored to believe to be contract related. Look, Kamara's the guy now. Um, he wants his money. They moved on from Ingram for Kamara. Ingram was there his entire career. They shipped him to Baltimore. They were like, all right, we're going to move on with Kamara. Kamara's our returner. He's our utility guy. He can catch the ball out the backfield. He can run. He can do this. He's our basically Swiss Army knife running back. Now they don't know if they're going to pay him. Even so much show, so that it came out Tuesday that the Saints may be interested in trading Alvin Kamara. Yeah, Kamara, I didn't know that nose rings were that expensive, my man. I mean, 
It, it did throw me off, but like Zeke has one now too. Yeah, I mean Zeke's always had the one little stud since he was like. He's uh, got the full freaking yeah. septum now or whatever it's called. I don't know. I feel like somebody could get their fingers in there. And yeah, I don't know about a septum piercing. I don't know, but um, I'm not here to call out fashion choices though. I'm wearing a Jimmy John shirt right now. Um, which again, my apologies. I don't know why I'm yawning, but yeah, Kamara. I mean, he's like you said, he's the Swiss Army knife, running back. He's got potential to be one of the best in the NFC South. I just, I've never understood why people just don't show up to practice when they're trying to do do contract negotiations. That just makes the team want to trade him even more, you know. Yeah. Not show- it was like last year when Zeke. Speaking of Zeke, Zeke was out there on the boat in Miami or in uh, Mexico, the whole time, and like barely showed up to where he could play. Zeke did it, but he got paid. Yeah. Melvin Gordon tried it and lost a bunch of money. Le'Veon Bell did it, lost a bunch of money. Yeah. Zeke is really the only person that a running back holdout has been successful for. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Have you seen Zeke play? Yeah, I, I'm a Cowboys <laughs> fan. I get it, bro. I know why they paid the guy, and I'm I'm kind of happy they paid the guy. I'm just really scared we're not going to have a quarterback for this offense that we have. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of teams not playing play, not I mean, speaking of paying players by teams, the Saints might not be paying Alvin Kamara at running back, but the Cincinnati Bengals decided to pay running back Joe Mixon. It is a four-year, $48 million contract extension. Yes, extension, not addition. Yeah, so that, that puts that up to five years yeah, that they'll have him locked down. Um, it makes sense with drafting Joe Burrow. You still have A.J. Green. Hopefully A.J. Green can come back for him. Not hopefully for me. I'm a Browns fan. But hopefully for them, A.J. Green can come back and compete. I think he stayed out last season just because – there was no certainty for who's under center. So they, yeah, they were that, and they wanted to move on from Andy Dalton, and they needed to be a bad team to do so. I think it's a brilliant GM move. Yeah, it's I, it's brilliant front office move. Like you said, bringing in Joe Burrow this year. However, you don't have to pay Joe Burrow for five years. That is true, and you got the double Joes in the so backfield. Yeah, so the five years while you're paying Joe Mixon twelve million dollars a year, you're paying Joe Burrow four. Right, and you don't. You can wait a couple of years until the con- the rookie contract runs out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and that's my thing. It, it's about going. I won't say the Bengals are going all in for a Super Bowl, but it's about going all in with a good roster around Burrow while he's young. Absolutely, and I've always liked Joe Mixon. I liked what he did down at Oklahoma. He was a great running back. He's that been was, a great running back. There was one incident. Well, yeah. That, yeah. But um, he's been a consummate professional since his, since his coming to the NFL. Yeah, and he's, he's always been good for the Bungles when they didn't have anybody else, really. So I, I think with, with the Bengals, that was a smart move to resign him. Or, yeah. sorry, extend his contract. Yeah, I think without a doubt, one of the best moves the Bengals have made in quite a while. Yeah. Uh, keeping a guy that can if he's consistently healthy and consistently ran, be in that conversation with those guys I mentioned earlier, McCaffrey, Elliott, Barkley, uh, top 
one of the top best running backs in the league. Uh, speaking of college football now, uh, considering we brought up Oklahoma when we were talking about Joe Mixon, the Big Ten, who has already postponed their season, plans to vote Tuesday afternoon on newly approved safety guidelines. If approved, they are looking to target an October 10th, 2020 start date with Big Ten football returning this fall. Thank you, Jesus. That is per the Dan Patrick show. Now, I don't know if Dan Patrick is the one that broke it. That is just where I seen it, and that's all I need for a credit. Yeah, I mean, Dan Patrick, constant professional, knows what he's doing. Good buddies with Adam Sandler. Uh, has a great show, hopefully to be interviewed by any given podcast in a couple weeks. Uh, yes, also that. But Big Ten, I know they really want to get back. Uh, the families of players have been protesting outside of, uh, outside of stadiums, outside of the Big Ten head office, headquarters. So I think, I think what the Big Ten's trying to do is trying to secure recruits for the future. You know? Yeah. The, at, on, on one hand... If they do this and there's more COVID cases, like like in Rutgers, that's gonna. My apologies. I don't know why I just caught the yawns. We'll get there. But that on one hand, some families will be like, "No, they decided football was more important than my kid's safety. I'm not gonna send them to a Big Ten school." And on the other hand, these parents are like, "My kid wants to play ball, but they're willing to shut down the season." and potentially screw up his draft stock for when he goes to the NFL. So it's a double-edged sword that the Big Ten is looking at. Either way that they go, they're going to get criticized, and there's going to be recruits that might not want to sign with them in you know next year or <clears throat> 2022. I, I get the recruit argument. I think the argument for playing – against not playing has to do with the number of lawsuits that were result from both. Mm-hmm. I think that they canceled originally to avoid COVID lawsuits and health lawsuits and stuff like that. However, when they immediately canceled and nobody else did, yeah, the lawsuits that were then drawn in terms of lost wages, lost earning potential for all those players – could you imagine Justin Fields, who possibly could be the number two pick in next year's draft, because he can't play this year, yeah. drops to the f- second round, or even late th- late first round, difference of a couple million dollars a year. Uh, so he then turns and sues the Big Ten. I just think there's so much more potential for lawsuits if you don't play from players than there is for lawsuits from health reasons. Absolutely. And um – I saw something on Twitter. I retweeted it. Speaking of money and NCAA players, did you see that thing where colleges are paying uh, like Instagram models that go to their school to wear their stuff and it's sponsored by the school? But yet these athletes that are making how many millions of dollars each season for them can't get paid off their likeness? And, and it's that's ridiculous. By that's the, way. the entire thing. How can you advertise and market anything 
to bring in business to your school and not pay the most significant part of that business. Right. Ohio State's not even a brand without football. Yeah. Nobody, there wouldn't be the yeah. Ohio State. The Ohio State is not a thing. It's Ohio State University if, if there's not a football team. The is the football team. Yeah, the is the football team. I get it. I Sorry, I just that wasn't on our rundown. I just had to throw yeah. that in there. It, it, that really grinded my gears yeah, to say that again. It's, it's all sorts of whack. Um, just... All, everything that transpired. Uh, winding, winding down, let's get into the NBA, considering we've only got 10, 15 minutes left. Uh, last week, there was a two-day strike over the Jacob Blake incident in Kenosha, Wisconsin, where he was shot seven times in the back. Uh, I'm not going to get too deep into this. If, you, if, you, if you've seen the video or you've heard the story, you know it's truly uncalled for. Uh, it's sad. It's it's bad, and it's 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 it was a, if they were going to call the season, it'd be a good reason for them to call the season to for for reform, I guess. However, they they chose not to. They chose to play, and we're looking at the playoff update after the weekend. Both LA teams have moved on in the West. However, you're looking at Game Sevens in the West for both the Utah Jazz Denver Nuggets series and the Oklahoma City Thunder-Houston Rockets series that nobody saw coming. Hello, Chris Paul. Right. Where have you ever been in the playoffs? If you ever showed up like this in the playoffs, the Clippers might have already won three titles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, Like you said, it was surprising. I love Steven Adams just because people say I kind of look like him. And he's also New Zealand. He's from New Zealand, and he's a fantastic ball player. Um yeah, I, I thought that was just going to be a clean sweep. Yeah, I thought it was. Or maybe no. they would win one. Yeah, I thought four or five five games at most. Uh, I was surprised when it went six. When they the, when they won game six the other, last night, I was e- even more surprised. Um, just all around. Over in the East, both second-round series have started. The Miami Heat did take down the number one seed Milwaukee Bucks in game one after a Jimmy Butler game winner and in game one of the Boston-Toronto series, who originally started the boycott talk uh, in result of the Jacob Blake shooting. they Boston took a 1-0 series lead in that. Uh, so things are starting to play out. Uh, very excited to see where they go. Obviously, LeBron's team moved on. Kawhi's team moved on. The two front runners in the West uh, are just waiting on their competition, and we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, I think if Houston wins, they play uh, play the Clippers. Uh, if OKC wins, they play the Lake Show. They they probably play the Lakers. Uh, considering who's coming out of Utah, or maybe I think yeah, because Houston is three, and and OKC is six. So LeBron's in the Lakers would not play the highest seed. They play the lowest seed, which would be the winner of Utah Nuggets, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I might be completely wrong here. And just, I mean, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. Let's see. Uh, so, no. No. If if Denver wins game seven tonight, they play, they play the Clippers. Okay. 
But if Utah wins because they're the sixth seed, they'd be the lowest seed. They'd play the Lakers. If so, if Denver wins tonight, the Lakers play winner of Game Seven, Houston OKC. Okay, is the way it should break down. But these brackets just have it going winner of winner of each game goes to each of these. But the way the if the seeding still works the same way it has in years past, it shouldn't. It should be uh, if the Jazz win, they should go to uh, to play the Lakers. I won't say go to L.A. because nobody's going anywhere, but it's all – there's no home games. Yeah, that's uh, that's the one thing. I, I, it's got to be Clippers-Lakers in the Western Conference final, right? If it is, I'm, I'm happy to see it. The thing is, is I'm kind of annoyed that we got robbed of Clippers-Lakers at the Staples Center in the middle of June. That is true. I, I completely agree with that. Um, something also I agree with is we need to get some coffee or something up here. Yes. Where's, we the, uh, where's the unpaid intern? Around? Oh, yeah. that's right. We don't have one. Oh, he's out there in the sit- seats. <laughs> hey, 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 Spirit, uh, if you're listening, the guys you seem to like need some sort of energy, whether it's you showing up and actually showing your face or that might wake me up, uh, some coffee. Either way, it'll make it happen. But finally, this day in sports history, what do you got for me, my man? This day in sports history, in 2006, Roger Goodell was sworn into office as the NFL commissioner. His reign of terror and terrible calls, that's when it began. His first order of business um, after the 2007 season was dismantling NFL Europe. So that's a great way to start off, you know, your first year as commissioner, getting rid of One of my favorite things to do playing Madden would always, when you're playing your boys, play somebody who is not as good as you. Always play with the NFL Europe team. Yeah. They can play with whoever they want. Yeah. Still whoop on them. It's very funny. But, so yeah. And after that came a lot of terrible decisions by Roger Goodell, and he is probably the most hated man, hated commissioner in all of sports with Rob Manfred coming a close second? Uh, yeah. I wrote down here Brendan's hot take. Brendan's hot take is that you just already said it. Goodell is one of the most hated men in all of sports. But I think he's the best commissioner in all of sports. Elaborate. Numbers don't lie. Numbers do not lie. NFL is king in ratings, in money, in fan interest, in diversity, in Mexico, in Canada, in Europe, in all of the world. NFL is king over except European soccer. Well, what about baseball in South America and Asia? Oh, are they bigger than the NFL? Sure, in those countries. Yes. Sure, they pipe people to the to Major League Baseball. Sure, they do that, right? Yeah. All those southern, all those South American baseball teams and stuff pipe people to American baseball. Yeah. NFL trumps baseball right now. I'm just saying, 
if you're talking about an American sport being popular in those countries, it's baseball. Well, oh, yeah, well, and, and you know what? In Asia, it's baseball and the NBA. Yeah, in, in some countries, there are NBA over NFL. I just think since 06, the NFL has expanded so much outside of America compared to everyone else. Of the three major sports commissioners, Roger Goodell is the best. Now, he does do all the dumb stuff. Getting rid of NFL Europe a year into his stint, not great. Being judge, jury, and executioner on every single decision he made makes not great. He can't just swing a, swing a hammer and make his own decisions. That's not good. But I will take that over a person who says the commissioner's trophy is just a damn trophy when somebody steals signs and cheats to win the whole darn thing. That's why I said, that's why I said Manfred's right up there with him. It's just, just a piece of metal. Yeah, the one, the, I. You said Manfred. I think Manfred's worse. You said Manfred was better. I, I said they're right there, with each other. Yeah. Okay. You still put Manfred too, is what I was saying. Oh, okay. I think they're right there. Don't get me wrong. They're right there together. I just think if you're gonna rank who's done more for their sport, it's probably Goodell, Silver, Manfred. Well, here's here's the thing. The first player he suspended as his reign of terrible calls as commissioner was the entire 2007 season, my guy, Adam Pac-Man Jones. You know me. I'm a Pac. I'm a Pac guy. Pac is my man, you know. WVU represent Pac-Man Jones is my man, too. But here's the thing. In 07, take a look at what the heck Pac-Man was doing, bro. He was just having a little fun with some guns in a strip club. What's so wrong with that, man? Sometimes you end up shooting your leg like your Plaxico Burris. <laughs> That's right. what's wrong with that. So one thing that I can say I agree was the suspension of Ray Rice after no. the video of him knocking out his wife in the elevator, then dragging her unconscious yes. body out. I can agree with that. Um, but with all the scandals that have been going on since his reign, Spygate, 2011 NFL lockout, Bounty Gate, 20, uh, yeah, 2012 referee lockout. Then he went into the whole player brain damage thing with concussions, and he thinks he thinks putting more padding in the helmet is going to stop your brain from rattling around more inside your skull. If you think about it, there was less concussions when the helmets weren't as padded because your head had the ability to move, not yeah. just like now you get hit and your brain just goes. That's my theory. If you've ever looked at one of those helmets, that thing, those pads in there are solid. Yeah. And then he's got uh, deflate gate, and then he had the whole uh, thing with Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's all he really did. Uh, but anything else you got for me? That should be it. That that's uh that's this day in sports history for me. Okay. Well that's this day in today's episode for me. So you can follow my man Ethan at ETH Simpson C G O D on Twitter or on Instagram at ETH Simpson. Follow me at B Ward C L E on Twitter, B.Ward52 on Instagram. Follow the podcast at Podcast Given on Twitter. 
at any given podcast on Instagram and Facebook.com slash any given podcast. Do not forget to subscribe to the YouTube. Thank you very much. You guys have a wonderful rest of your week. God bless. Stay blessed. And I think we're going to go get some coffee here in a second. So we're not yawning. Oh, oh, yeah. Sometimes we laugh and sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now. Baby. I took a half and she took the whole thing. Slow down. Baby. We took a trip, now we on your block and it's like a ghost town. Baby. Where did these niggas be at when they say they doing all this and all that? Tired of beefing you bums, you can't even pay me enough to react. Up in the crib, and sometimes I don't even know where I'm at. Please don't pay that nigga songs in this party, I can't even listen to that. Anytime that I run into somebody, it must be a victory lap. Hey, Shotty come sit on my lap. Hey, they saying Drizzy just snap. This in between us is not like a store, this isn't a closable gap. Hey, I see some niggas attack, and don't end up making them back. I know that they at the crib going crazy down bad. What they had didn't last, damn baby. Sometimes we laugh and sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now. Baby, I took a half and she took the whole thing. Slow down. Baby, we took a trip, now we on your block and it's like a ghost town. Baby, where did these niggas be at when they say they doing all this and all that? I'm in the trenches, relax. Can you not pay that little boy in the club? Cause we do not listen to rest. We in Atlanta, I buy her wig. She telling me Tay is the best. Point at the nigga who act like a killer, but you only one from the net. I'm like the baby, I'm not just a rapper. You play with me, you won't get stretched. Hard to make, so I bet they on their face right now. I know that they at the crib going crazy down bad. What they had didn't last, damn baby. Sometimes we laugh and sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now, baby. I took a half and she took the whole thing. Slow down, baby. We took a trip, now we on your block, and it's like a ghost town. Baby, where did these niggas be at when they say they're doing all this and all that? When he tell the story, that's not how it went. Know they be lying 100%. Moved out of the wrist and forgot about the band. Now they just called me to tell me, come get it. Now that boy off and I don't want no credit. If it was me, they wouldn't regret it. Let me be dead and now they won't dead it. Yeah. Heart is still beating, my niggas still eating. Back y'all, they look like the garden eating. Pillow talk with him, she's spilling the tea. And then Shardy came back and said she didn't mean it. Down bad, what they had didn't last, damn baby Sometimes we laugh and sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now Baby, I took a half and she took the whole thing Slow down, baby We took a trip, now we on your block and it's like a ghost town Baby, where these niggas be at when they say they doing all this and all that